Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. How do you get the Permission Granted Podcast? Well, you have to be a loyal DA alien. And thus, you would have known that we don't just put on a radio show. We put on a weekly podcast as well about the show. You can subscribe by going to iTunes, simply search DA or Permission Granted, and you'll find it on the normal iTunes feed for the DA show. You can also find it under Permission Granted Podcast. Pretty highly rated, and so we encourage you to do the same exact thing because if you rate it or you leave a comment, it helps other people find it, which is very cool. So thanks for doing that. Also, you can find it by going to daoncbs.com. Last week was a, a crazy maniacal, head-on-a-swivel-type week. And Mraz joins me now. Damon, how are you? I'm doing well. Mraz, you missed last week's PGP because we had everything happening at the same time last week, and it was total chaos. Madness. Last week was one of the most unusual weeks in DA show history, uh, at least behind the scenes, I would say. I walked people through what ended up happening with the Wienership, which was Wednesday's show. So let me just go down the hit list of what happened on Wednesday's show because you could relate to this. Yes. You were out Thursday. Right. My dog passed away Wednesday night. And let's start there. Okay. Obviously, you and Danielle were very close to Jay. You had had Jay for basically since you guys had met. Uh, yeah, we met. We dated three days later. Danielle adopted a dog, and I was the dog's father from there on out. Little Pomeranian. Little Pomeranian, yes. But Jay had been getting older. He was 12 years old. He was 14. We had oh, him for 14. 12. We adopted him at two. Gotcha. And so a 14-year-old Pomeranian is pretty old, right? Uh, yeah, they can live to 17, but he was in that you know, that elderly class, if you will. So you kind of had this hanging over your head because you knew Jay was kind of sick, and Jay was not doing so well for a couple weeks before that. Exactly, yeah. And so then you're kind of dealing with this by the end of the week, but on Wednesday you didn't know, right? He was he wasn't doing great. He wasn't doing great Wednesday, but I had gotten texts as all this was going on, like we have to go to another vet because we had been to a vet on Saturday. We think we diagnosed another problem that could have been fixable. So it wasn't like I didn't know I was going to put down my dog that night. It was okay. He's sick. I have this vet, but I know it's serious. Kind of deal. Dealing with home stuff while dealing with everything here. Yeah. How are you and Danielle now? Uh, I would say we had a very refreshing weekend. We had a nice Long Island weekend, spent a lot of time on the water and kind of cleared our heads to the point uh, I really felt like today was the first morning I woke up like, all right, life goes on kind of deal. Always will remember my dog. I'm getting a tattoo for him. But I think we can have a clear conscience. 
Yeah, that's a, a little J, breaking news. A J tattoo? That's a little breaking news. Only my wife and I know. Yeah, we have what they do, and this to get real in depth. They they give you a paw print if you want in like some clay. If you know the right vet will do. If your dog passes away, and Danielle has a, a good picture with his pink and black paw, if you will, underneath. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna get that fully colored, the actual paw print, and I'm gonna get a little J tattoo on the back of my calf. Wow. So yeah, that is coming soon. Wow. Yeah, a little breaking news. Another tattoo for me. Might even get the Crayola Giants tattoo uh, touched up, if you will. Is that right? Yeah. So it's kind of like when gang members have the tears <laughs> right. based on if they lose a fellow gang member. Right. Or Mr. Six's case, something from the car club. Right. <laughs> yeah. that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to get the paw print. I feel like that'll Very be my cool. way to remember him. Very cool. So Wednesday comes down and we have Rampage Jackson. Yes. Who was awesome. And Badlands Book are both scheduled. Rampage Jackson ends up being late. Right. He ends up supposed to be coming in at 940. 940. Eastern. He, do, he doesn't come in until 10 a.m. Yes. So when a, when a guest is supposed to be there, but he doesn't end up showing up or she didn't end up showing up because they're late or whatever, we kind of have to go into scramble mode of how do we fill this segment, but also not do the stuff in the next segment that we were supposed to do because it's whole laid out and we have the graphics plan for the simulcast and everything, so it throws things for a loop. It's kind of like when a, when you hear a team on a football broadcast, uh, they script their first 15 plays, right? We script out the show, especially with the, the digital, the Watch DA simulcast, so graphics can be prepared. But suddenly you go out and your first two plays offensively, your quarterback throws an interception. Well, you're not obviously going to run those next 13 plays. Things happen, things change, and it's time to change the game plan, and that's what we have to do in that spot. Exactly. So Rampage joins us at the top of the 10, and he's excellent. He's really, really cool. He's a tough-looking dude. I, mean, I would not mess with him. He's a bad man. But by the end of it, and when he first came in, he seemed a little, I don't want to say angry, but short-tempered or just standoffish. Standoffish. By the end of it, he was pretty cool, right? Oh, he was. A, it was one of those guys like you were happy. You had to crack the egg. Once yeah. the egg was cracked, you were fine. But that would have been a bad mother. You had to ease him in. He liked us. He had respect. It was like a feeling out process. But geez, Louise, is he scary? Beyond, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Behind the scenes, he was very interested by the Janoris Jenkins brother might have murdered the guy in his house story. Yes, which was another crazy thing. Two dead body stories last week we talked about. But yeah. He was, oh, is that what's going on? And this is what happened with the brother? He's like, what happened? Who was this? He was asking, he, play for? he was asking so many questions, almost like this was, I don't want to say like a common thread in the world he circles in, like bodies ending up in, in basements, but it was bizarre. His interest was very peaked. Yeah. So we're doing this, and we're everybody's waiting for the LeBron news to drop or the Kawhi news to drop or Paul George, and kind of nothing's happening. So it's kind of a dead day, and we have Badlands Booker scheduled for later on in the show. At this point in time, Badlands is supposed to be there at 11.40, and we on have... The, by the way, on the air, 11.40, arrival time on security was set for 11.25. Okay. I That is my job as a producer is always, hey, this is the time you're on the air. If you could please arrive, when it comes to in-studio, please arrive, because I learned this early when we had in-studios. You tell them 11.40, they show up at 11.40, we're scrambled, and they're not on for 11, till 11.45, or insert time here. Right. Want them there 15 minutes early. So we're already thrown off a bit because Rampage was late, caught in traffic. Badlands Booker is supposed to come with the Nathan's people, a plate of monster hot dogs. Uh Uh-huh. A monster plate of hot dogs. They were regular-sized hot dogs. (laughs) Not a plate of monster hot dogs. And the EMT is here, 
And I told the entire story last week of how we couldn't do it on the air because of corporate hurdles. But we were going to do it post-show. So they come with the hot dogs. They come with the EMT. They come with the Nathan's PR people. But there's no Badlands. And so we can't do an interview. And this is the final segment of the show on Wednesday. And so we now have hot dogs. We have an EMT. We have everything set up. But we have no Badlands, and we don't know if we can go to the epic fail first. Do we go to the cut line first? What do I do? And it's hard for me to get in your ear and say, do this, do that, while I'm trying to coordinate where the heck he is at the same time. It was chaos, and I didn't need that. My blood pressure was boiling. So we'd already, like, rolled things over because of the Rampage thing. Then finally this happens, and then it kind of goes kablooey at the end. And we went to the epic fail early in that segment thinking he would be there in two minutes. It's like using your closer in the eighth inning. Yes. We're trying to revolutionize <laughs> yeah. baseball. Yeah. So we go, right, exactly. We we decide to go to the epic fail coming out of the segment so that we have the end of the segment for Badlands Booker. He ends up showing up five minutes before the end of the show. I mean, maybe four, four. minutes. Yeah. And you ask me in my ear, do we still want Booker? And I'm like, we got four minutes. What am I going to get into in four minutes before the end of the game? I agreed, but I felt as if in that time I was not doing my job or the due diligence sure. to Nate. Sure. Like, he's here. What do we do? We've already used the epic fail, that kind of deal. At this point in time, Mexico is trying to dearly, desperately <laughs> hold on to the next round of the World Cup because they trail 3 nothing. And Germany, I believe it was South Korea they were playing. Germany is tied with South Korea, nil-nil. And if Germany wins one nothing, Mexico is out. These are simultaneous games. And this is one of the most pressure-packed, chaotic, dramatic moments of the World Cup. And so as Booker is not there, as we are now have no idea what's going to go on in the final segment, I'm trying to describe what's going on in the World Cup, and it is complete chaos as I'm kind of talking through it on the air. Nuts, nuts. And Bogus is running in and out to update you. Do you see what's going on? At that point, I was so caught up with the Booker, I didn't even know we were playing World Cup games at that time. At day. Yeah. It was insane because, you know, Pete, live sports, you know, we got to watch Rachel Ray. He can't have that up on one of the TVs in there. Bilotti wants Rachel Ray on? Well, I... I should be fair. I don't think he's ever had... I was just throwing something else that would be on there in the day. I can honestly say he did not have that day either of the World Cup games, which is ironic. You know, we have whatever stupid talking head shows are on. So I'm trying to update that. It ends up in the craziest chaos. South Korea thinks they've scored. Mexico fans in a different stadium, a different city, see it on their phones and start celebrating, throwing beer up and down. They nullify the goal... It's waved off. It's offsides. Mexico fans start crying in the stands, openly weeping, looking at their phones. The cameras are showing this. Then they go to video review. They put the goal back on the board. Mexico fans start throwing beer again. This is all happening in the final segment without Badlands Booker. A lot of wasted beer. A lot of wasted beer. We sign off the air, 11.55 a.m. At this point in time, Badlands has shown up, and now we have to organize the wienership after the show, on the streets, with the hot dogs, with a three-camera setup. Not only that, DA, Booker can't get downstairs until we get a repair on his belt, <laughs> which has snapped in his hustle to try to get to the studio. He came up and goes, do you guys have any yarn? I go, yarn? We're a radio station. He goes, my belt has snapped. And the EMT, who was there to make sure nobody chokes, now has broken out gauze and has <laughs> laced together a belt for him and is looping Badlands Booker's belt buckle. 
So we had that going on, and Booker cannot proceed downstairs, or we're going to have a full moon situation in the elevator in the office, in which case we'll never be allowed to have guests up again. I can't believe it. I can't believe how much was happening. Okay, so we walk out of the studio. You now work on CMB on WFAN, right. and, and your show meetings usually start at noon because you guys go on the air at 1. So you've got to kind of just hustle right to the CMB WFAN meeting. Right. At this point, I've got to get a table into the hands of Andrew Kaplan on the simulcast of WatchDA.com. It was like a relay race. A table that I had gotten out of storage before the show. I had driven before the show early in the morning to go to my storage place, get the table out, throw it in my car, parked it, parked the car, hauled it three blocks down here, up (laughs) up the stairs. Now I'm like, Cap, you got to grab this table. Go down with these people. You got to go down with the PR people. Go down with with Badlands and the EMT and EMT and set up, and I'll be right down. He's like, okay. Why do I have to come down later? We have Meadow World Peace as an interview to tape at noon sharp. Right, because that was the and I had forgotten about that when we adjusted the Badlands Booker stuff. The only time Meadow World Peace could do an interview with us was at noon Eastern after we sent off the air. So we taped it to play for the next day. But you're telling me before we do that, hey, other shows say he's been late. Was on a tour, right? The tour was late. If we don't get to him until 10 afternoon or 10 after 12 or whatever, do you still want him? And I'm like, we got to have a cutoff date because I can't have Badlands Booker just hanging on the street. And the irony of this is the other time they could have offered me was 1140, but we had already aligned Badlands <laughs> Booker. So Booker doesn't show. We could have just had Metal World Peace live that day. Yeah. And then do this. But then in hindsight, it ended up working out because we had Metal World Peace taped. The thing happens with my dog. I'm not here to book a guest the next day, but thankfully we had that in the can. Right. Everything was just ebbing and flowing here. So I tape Metal World Peace. We do 10 minutes with him, and then I've got to run down to the street to do the wienership. I run down, set up. The the tables are set up. They've done a great job of this. The, The hot dogs are out. I mean, Badlands Booker has... Purple Gatorade that he's dunking his hot dogs oh, in. Purple so Gatorade. Disgusting. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. We are we have a we have tables downtown Manhattan on the street outside of a UPS facility. Owner comes over and goes, Hey guys, we got trucks coming in out of this UPS. I go, all we need is 10 minutes. That's it, just 10. He goes, All right, 10, 10. Okay. I'm like, okay, let's get this thing going. Love the deals here being made. It starts raining. It starts raining. When it wasn't in the forecast, I by know. the way. It was not in the forecast last week. There was a point in time at that at that moment I said, this is the craziest day I've ever been a part of. I can't believe we're doing this. Now I'm going to competitively eat hot dogs against Badlands Booker. And as you're doing this, I'm in a show meeting for another show, thinking in the back of my mind, I hope this has worked out down there. Right. By now you've seen the Nomad. By now you've seen Badlands compete and me eat the hot dogs and him eat the hot dogs and all of that. But it was such chaos. It ended up being okay. The reins kind of held off. It was such chaos. It was Tarp so, never came on the field. It was so crazy. After the show and after taping this, I come back up. I'm like, Cap, we, that footage seems great. He's like, I know it looked really good. We look at some of the footage on the phones and on the GoPro. It looks really awesome. He then works on the uh, the video editing for the, the next day's show and whatnot and the clips that we post. And I'm like, okay, are we good here? I like work with Bilotti. Are we good? Everything good? Okay, I'm getting out of there. I went home, and I tried to stay up for the second half of that or the first half of that World Cup game, the second game, I forget what it was, and I just fell asleep on the couch. I was exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. So 
the bourbon bell comes home and she's like, how's your day? And I was like, do you really want to know? She's like, yeah. She's like, how did the wienership go? And I just told her. And by the end, she's like, oh my God, how many different things happened? That seems totally insane. No, <laughs> that the, and the wienership had to happen on the street because of all the corporate stuff. And you kind of were like, we got an EMT in the house. Corporate's going to kind of flip out. Right, because we're not supposed to be doing, and we didn't, we legally didn't followed do it on our, the air. But still, the idea that the EMT was even in the house could have raised red flags. But I, I, I find that funny, too, because a lot of people, the normal work, come home, yeah, boss breathing down my neck, this, that, then your, you know, fiance comes home, and how was your day? Ah, oh, you wouldn't believe the rain started raining as we were eating hot dogs, <laughs> and then this guy, you know, really, I think totally different life struggles here on how stressful the day was. Totally, but that was one of the most insane days of all time. One yeah. of the single most insane. I could, after that day, I said, I cannot wait until this weekend. I needed to veg. And you vegged. I sat for two and a half days in the pool and looked at the sky. <laughs> I had one of those inflatables. I got two cases of Corona Light, two 12-packs. I put it on ice in a cooler next to the pool. I went to my parents' house, and I just sat in that floating. I looked at the sky for two days. because on, It's a great weekend. On Thursday, I had, to, I had to edit the whole thing with Badlands Booker. We're also trying to plan this wedding. I had to do a TV spot for SNY. Plan this wedding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was toast. It's by not a communion party. Yet. Friday, I was toast. My brain was not working anymore. Plus, you were out on Thursday. I know. So I'm trying to do the show without you, which is never easy. To I be fair, like, if I was here, dude, I would have been a shell of myself. No, I know. So it would have been know. a mess. I know. Would have been a mess. But my God. Oh, oh, oh. And then Thursday, I'm taping the PGP. Right. Because you're out. And it was my idea to push the PGP to Thursday to get after all this hot dog stuff to begin with. So I'm coming in here after the show. I've got to tape the PGP with solo monologue, then Kaplan on the on the Nomad and Badlands, then Berman come in, and then I've got to get all the audio to Bilotti. Bilotti's got to edit it in and put it up. I mean, every day was like crunch to the minute, and then I go home to finish up editing the Nomad on Thursday. I finally get it done, and then I look at the clock, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late for my SNY television hit. I didn't realize you did a little SNY. Yeah, it was 5 o'clock on Thursday. I look at my watch, and it's 3.30, and I've got to be there for a 4 o'clock production meeting. What'd you do? I took, I mean, maybe a two-minute shower, and I, I spent, like, five minutes getting ready, putting a suit on, and I was basically, like, tying my tie and tying my shoes on the run to the subway, and the train to get over to the studio. And I just texted him. I was like, I'm going to be late. Like, this is crazy. I just had the craziest week. And I ended up being about 20 minutes late for the production meeting. But I got in there. We, we got like the back end of the production meeting. Then I did makeup. Then I did that. And then Thursday after that spot, I taped a World Cup segment with our guy, J.J. Devaney. Saw that, yes. That I still have to edit together and put together. I mean, I'm telling you, by Friday, my brain was about to explode. I felt numb. Now you need to just get married to relieve the stress. Seriously? <laughs> really? At this point. Really? So it was just totally 100% insane. We come back to work today on a Monday. LeBron has decided where to go. Right. And it's like, thank God that he decided because then the show just kind of writes itself. Right. I mean, I don't know what, I guess Paul George would have been the lead today. But now, yeah, now it just kind of writes itself. So we did the whole show about LeBron. So now we're like reset. Everything's okay. Fourth of July, though, I think I'm going to do the same thing. I'm just going to like stare into the sky 
to just kind of like decompress. A little mid, it's like separating two mini weeks because of the 4th of July. I kind of like the Wednesday holiday. I usually don't, but I don't mind. Now, actually, I have to work now, this one, but usually I don't like, I'd rather have a long extended weekend. But I guess if you think of it that way, under how much stress, it's not that bad. Yeah. Final thing here on side A is you hosted on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Right. No, no, just Saturday. Just Saturday night. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. So technically, technically on the East Coast, yeah. And you came in after the one and only Jody Mack. Jody Mack, Jody McDonald, the Mack attack. And tell me what you saw. What would you witness? I sat down. Jody took forever to get out of the studio. And I'm still a little nervous as young, the host. I like getting set up, have my Twitter logged in, everything, get all prepped up. I got like a minute to spare before the update goes off and I'm you know trying to wipe down my keyboard and get everything logged in I sit down Bill Simonson the huge show's opening music goes to play that's what I'm filling in for getting ready I look down <laughs> put my headphones on I stare into the mic and all I see DA is soaking wet now this is probably an over exaggeration but it felt like an inch of moisture on oh. the edge of the microphone and whatever was in the moisture was like a white almost like you would see with strep throat in the back of the voice like, you, know, you know, they go, ah, the doctor, and there's, like, the white stuff in the back of the throat. Uh, it was white wetness sopping the microphone to the point I had to pause. Like, I just let the music play, like, an extra 30 seconds so I could get up, take the microphone cover off, and go switch to another another mic in the studio. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, you know, go like that. I was able to do after that with a new mic. I was so skeeved and grossed out uh, at how wet and how white that substance was that Jody for four hours was just cockatooing whatever onto oh, that microphone. Oh, God. Drinking the coffee, oh. smoking the cigarettes. And we love Jody, but that is a lot of projectile that was on there. I was not interested in speaking to that mic. Let me guess. He does not have his own mic cover. He does not. And I made fun of you this for this for years. Working as a producer with you overnights, evenings. Here comes Crazy DA with his germs again, screwing in his own microphone cover. How weird is he? I am now, however, this could be 30 shows into hosting. I You couldn't get me to buy my own microphone cover <laughs> fast enough now. It's got, it has to be done. I That shook me to my core. Yeah. Like, actually made my chest feel like it was going to collapse looking at that. Like, could you imagine? You're about oh. to hit the on button, and that's what you're staring at. Is that all? Oh, God. I got John Fast hacking up a lung next to me after that. <laughs> I couldn't get out of there quick enough. If anybody should buy their own mic cover, it should be Jody Mack because he has the wet sneezes and the coughs and the hacking and yeah, the but black But maybe lung. he doesn't want to look at how disgusting his own mic cover is and then transfer that throughout his car. Can you believe he's using communal mic covers with how much he hacks and coughs? It's disgusting. It, I, and I always kind of thought it was a joke until I laid my eyes on that substance, whatever that was. It was like he had chewed up Laffy Taffy mystery color and spit it out all over. So gross. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, I'm hosting on the 4th of July. I won't have the mic cover in time for that. I don't think of I might be following Jody. I don't know, but I need I need one ASAP. You got to get one. Got to get one soon and very soon. Get his out. <laughs> get it out. Get, I might do it. I might do the show from, uh, you know, the anchor chair next time if that's where I have to do it. Did you hear anybody over the weekend say get him out? No, I did not. Usually I do. Your sister said get him out. She did say it last weekend. She was saying something about my dog taking a crap in the middle of a fire pit. Get him out. <laughs> and I went, you're saying get him out? She goes, I got get it from listening to the show. I actually didn't get to get him out for 48 hours. After the lobster boat, when you and I were saying get him out, my sister dropped a couple of get him outs this weekend. Did she? <laughs> yeah. It's catching on. It is. It People is. like it. 
It's it's just a good way to quickly vent. Get them out. <laughs> it, it makes you feel better after you say it too. You look at something that bothers you, get them out. It's like Goose Fraba in that that movie with Adam Sandler and Jack Nichols. What is Goose Fraba? You never saw Anger Management? Yeah, I did. So when Jack Nicholas is teaching Adam Sandler to... Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Not the golfer, Not the Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, whatever. Same guy. Is <laughs> teaching Adam Sandler to deal with his frustration. He goes, just say, Goose Fraba. And that's the saying. Really? Goose Fraba is supposed to release the stress. Now I think it's get him out. Yeah, get him out. Get him out's it. a little angrier way to do it, but you say get him out, you feel better. Yeah. It's like you really did get him out. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm doing the hand motion while that's I do That's right. This. Well, at side A, it was a... Uh... A wild and woolly week last week. We highly encourage you to check out Nomad. As you can see, the Wienership Challenge, number five, a historic, dramatic Wienership from Badlands Booker smashing hot dogs. And there was something that I really liked about this happening on the street and not in our studio. As I mentioned on the show on Monday, this definitely had a 24-7 feel to it. <laughs> I think it was a little different. You're right. The setting, the backdrop, and... That and- all- you're inside the numbers afterwards. There was all I was like pre, post game, all of that on the road. His throw day, if you will, like a pitcher. <laughs> His throat. A lot going on there with Badlands. Check it out by searching my name and Nomad on YouTube. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the DA show. That's side A. Here's Mraz on side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome, America, into side B of the PGP. Love no flavor. North, North America. North, right. Happy birthday, North America, as DA read on Tuesday's show from a tweeter. <laughs> Even though it's Independence Day for just America. And who knew that was uh, the only thing that I actually knew when it came to world history, if you will, was that Mexico and Canada were not involved. On the Fourth of July, uh, I, I think I think a lot of us know that. Uh, not well, I I knew that, but apparently not the tweeter. Oh, and he, okay. uh, all right. Well, let, let's start there. First of all, this is Moraz, as you know. You just heard me on Side A, host of Side B, joined by Pete the Body Bellotti. And just quickly, uh, major shout out, DA taking over both sides last week in the Permission Granted podcast. I believe you had Jay Berman on Side B. I had to deal with, obviously, the issue with my dog passing away. So thank you to DA. Thank you to Jay Berman for obviously filling big shoes of mine. And that's where my arrogance comes into play. Giant shoes. Giant shoes. and, and Pete, Maybe not giant shoes, maybe giant pants. <laughs> very giant pants, especially after what we just had with Hot Rod's Barbecue on a Tuesday. <laughs> and we're all over the place. So what were you going to say here about uh, about Happy Birthday, North America? No, I just I just said it. He said Happy Birthday, North America. That's it. <laughs> what did you just tease? I already forgot. You were about to say, and on that note, no, on that note, let's uh, let's talk about um, the Fourth of July. Boy, I don't know. We, we're all over the place. <laughs> As you can see, when a holiday approaches in radio, and guys start having off or different shifts and stuff like that, boy, things get a little goofy. Oh, a little goofy. Well, before we get into everything else, uh, yeah. I'm looking up here. Why does everybody in sports radio have to have peanut butter? Okay, okay that's an interesting. Uh, well, I say because there's a there's a GIF in the stu- in this control room. There's there's GIF. And I uh-huh. feel like I feel like everybody we're gonna be on, we're gonna be talking about food and everything on this side B, <laughs> but I feel like everybody that's an anchor or uh, really an anchor Ackerman has it, Bogish has it, they have peanut butter like well, right next to their desk. Like what, what's the deal with that? You are right. So for those of you who might have this problem in the office, in mailboxes or lockers or even desks now. He, Pete's right. You look around, there's like 17 jars of peanut butter. It's like, that's the snack everybody brings. You put on rice cakes, you bring on bread. And you know why I think that is, Pete? It involves no heating up of food. 
And simple. Simple. And if you stick a jar in your desk, whenever it runs out, you go get something new. And, and what's it to throw two slices of bread or a thing of rice cakes in there? Or even some people just put on crackers or eat it with a freaking spoon. Yeah. Peanut butter is the easy, delicate snack. And it's got a lot of protein. It's protein packed. Well, uh, here's the other thing. All these guys are having this protein like they're going to the gym and working out afterwards. They're not. They're going right home to the couch, going to sit down there and watch F Troop. That's all they're doing. <laughs> they're not They're not, They're not. not going to the gym. None of these guys. Bogus isn't going to the gym. We know that. Ackerman isn't. Well, they, I mean, Ackerman. Maybe. No, well, Ack, I think, works out, but Ack, Ack eats like crap. Let's right. be honest. I, I mean, mean it's we've like seen 7-Eleven at the Bogus desk. Bogus shows fit. Yeah, but I could see him just naturally gym. fit. He, I don't think he goes to the gym. I think he's just naturally no, it must fit. Must be nice. I don't like those people. Yeah, the high metabolism yeah. crap. No, not good for me. Well. well, okay. Well, speaking of getting fat, let's jump right into Hot Rods Barbecue. Well, one more thing before Hot Rods Barbecue. Oh, boy, I had okay. to mention this. I had to mention this because we talked about this in the control room. I want to bring this up now. Our good friend Brad Heller, who's been filling in for Mr. Andrew Bogus, Bogus, who's not at the gym while he's been off. Yeah, he's on vacation. Has to tweet it out every five minutes, but that's another another story. Uh, Brad Heller's in. He is called the dessert coordinator. Now, I feel like he is... Well, how did he get the title of dessert coordinator? And shouldn't he be like a dessert commissioner? Okay, well, I, I this is funny because Pete did bring this up. This is the show uh, behind the show, show about the show on the DA show. Pete brought this up to me in the control room right before Brad Heller's last update on Tuesday. Or when DA was thanking him, because DA always calls him the dessert coordinator. Pete, your exact quote, I believe, was... Yeah, you know, Brad with the dessert coordinator. Why? Because he twisted one cupcake. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. I, I'm trying to figure out. Like, usually, it's a broad, it's a broad scope of work. You know, to be uh, distinguished as a coordinator or a commissioner. All right, and I will tell you this: my guess is, having hung around with him a little bit uh, beyond the show, Brad and Da are very close off the air, and I believe right. in their times going out, Brad fancies himself as a dessert guy. So when everybody else is ordering, you know, appetizers or meals and drinking beers, Heller's going to look for the nearest dessert. Okay, so I think the dessert coordinator thing has been more of an off-air product with Da. But that being said, whenever we have him in, we did that one cupcake play. We ran the play, as they say, where right. he showed us the perfect way to eat a cupcake. He twisted off the bottom, put it on the top. Clever, very clever. I haven't seen another dessert gimmick from him. That's since. the point. Like, like, and we had bogus on vacation. It could have ran more dessert plays to the corner of the end zone. We haven't seen him. Right now, now is it something where he does do it, but not on the air, and we don't know about it, or is it something where he's a fraud? Mm. Well, I don't think he's a fraud. I think Brad is a very honest man. I so I could see it being like he just does it on the side, like Da sees it. And his interactions like with him. he's an Uber driver, right? right. Like, Ro- like Robbie Rosenhaus like driving house. Uber is Brad eating dessert. He yeah. just he does the, he does it on the side. And thus his name does he's a coordinator. And that's why he's probably not a commissioner, too. So you want <laughs> I can't believe we've gone here in the PGP. You want Brad Heller to be the dessert commissioner. If, uh, but now, you know what? All kidding aside, Pete, I think you have some truth there. We should be running more dessert plays with him. If we're gonna right. when he's on and reference him as the dessert coordinator. It's been four months since the last dessert concoction he's come up with. Right, we don't name an offensive coordinator of a football team and don't run offensive plays, you know? <laughs> I, I, it's, I, really. And, 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 and this is a perfect opportunity for Brad Heller to shine. I'm just saying. You know, it's just how I look at things. That's such a good point. All right, well. I'm on a roll, but go ahead. Hot, speaking hot of rods. getting fat, major shout-out to Hot Rods Barbecue who came in for, geez, this might be the fourth, fifth time they've been in for the Super Bowl, Summers. We're going back a couple years now with Hot Rods. And they came in on Tuesday's show and were giving great tips for the 4th of July holiday and summer barbecues. But they specifically brought in a pork tenderloin, beer-infused coleslaw, 
some sweet potato mash. I'm not even a big sweet potato guy. It was delicious. They brought mm. in manwich on their little uh, King's Hawaiian rolls there. And they made that a point to say it was manwich. <laughs> they, they love popping the manwich. And <laughs> they made a mac and cheese that is going to be on this menu. And you can look up Hot Rods Barbecue in New Jersey. They got great stuff. And it, this isn't meant to be a commercial for them. But the mac and cheese that they came out with. I said this on the air. So I'll take you be, show behind the show. I had two plates. It is uh, a meze rigatone noodle, I believe. I believe. Yes, it, it's, it is rigatone. I was told it was four cheeses, minced onion, all creamy and cooked, obviously, smoothly together into that pasta. And the key with the mac and cheese, when you get the simple mac and cheese, you get, like, the elbow noodles. And now I'm going real fatty here. Like, Brad's this work corner. I'm giving you a little intel on the food. When you get either, uh, like, a, a small shell noodle or you get the fatter, like, a rigatoni or a penne, the creaminess of the blended cheeses tends to, I think, soak into the noodle better because it's giving it more room to absorb. Well, that, I said to I said to um, our guys at, at at Hot Rods that I really enjoyed that they I, I really compliment them on them using a penne or a rigatoni yeah. noodle. Yeah. I mean, you don't see that much with with any type of macaroni and cheese from but a restaurant, be. right? From a restaurant, right? You don't the see tricks that. to the people that make it at home. Yeah. know to do that. But at a restaurant, and they're adding this, and they throw in the the leftover manwich. They chop it up with that barbecue sauce. Right. So basically, you're getting four cheeses, minced onions, the rigatoni, and manwich all blended together. And Pete, I I promise, and, and for anybody that's listened to the show for long enough, they know when it comes to food, I take things very seriously. And there are things I don't like, and there are things I like. I've railed on sushi for years. Suddenly, I like it. What I ate, that mac and cheese from Hot Rod's Barbecue, now, if you ask me where to put it in the top five, I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. But I know things in in or around my mouth that I've eaten in my life. <laughs> All right? Be careful with this. Right. Whatever I put in my mouth in my life, top five. Top five. That's I something. promise you. I that, promise you that. I'm not that is something from you. It is. You you are you give out compliments on food very I do. Like like selectively. And may and you know what? There are times maybe I grade some things too high, maybe I caught in the moment. I am telling you I didn't get caught in the moment. I absolutely love that. And if I go to Hot Rods Barbecue, I'm it's a shame because I love their wings, I love their ribs, but I almost feel like now that's my thing. You know what I mean? It's like if you hang out in high school or college and you got you and your friends and you got you're hanging out with another group of girls. Or if you're a girl and you're hanging out with a group of guys. And you're kind of friendly with a bunch of them. You want to keep hanging out. But then you end up really falling in love with one. Then it all of a sudden becomes, like, weird to hang out with maybe a couple of the other ones. Like, well, now me and her, we're kind of going to do our own thing over here. So maybe we're not going to be as much in the group because i got to take her to the movies. <laughs> well, and that's how I feel with this mac and cheese. Really very specific with that story. <laughs> I, I am, like, that's how I feel with the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese, like, I'm looking at the ribs and the brisket. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I know we're supposed to go to Dave and Buster's tonight and play ski ball. <laughs> but... I kind of got to do my thing over here. I'm going to go bowling with Leslie. And that's who the mac Leslie. and cheese is. I, I, that's who the mac and cheese is to me. It is. It, it's that It's that guilty pleasure. Right. And you looked at me, Pete, and you went, is there any mac and cheese left? I actually looked at you like, I don't think so yeah, because I just had as, a second place. As the tray is basically sitting in, uh, in your lap. Right. Licking it. I yeah. was like a dog at a bowl just going, oh, <laughs> giving me whatever. <laughs> Um, okay, well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap up. The they they gave great 4th of July tips. I wrote them down, too. You did, you did, you, you know, did. What did you write down? What were the tips uh, you took the most from Let the run? meat stand. You know, like let the meat cool down. Not cool down a little bit, but give it, let, give it some time to relax. And absorb the juices. Right. Because, because if you bite right into a burger or whatever, the juices, juices all fly fall out. out. Five-minute stand time, they right. said. Right, and the thumb test when you're cooking a burger. So for you guys on the 4th of July, instead of if you 
I cook with time. I cook five and five usually. If you want to do try something differently to see how a burger is, take your thumb, put it on the burger. More uh, more firmer is as obviously cooked uh, well. More well, right? Pete, that's funny. It's it's like when your parents send you home from or your teacher send you home from school. Hey, do your homework. We're gonna have a big test here. Mm-hmm. If Hot Rods was testing you tomorrow morning, I think you're getting an A because I, I think you you took every note they had. Okay, real quick, then I'm gonna test you. Chicken, beef, pork. What needs to be marinated for longer for the flavors to Chicken. absorb? Okay. And what should you avoid marinating things on uh, for burnage on the grill? I don't. I now I have to study on that. Any sugar-based marinade will that's burn right. quicker. You're like saying a barbecue sugar. Right, right, right. That's right. Exactly. Look at it. Look how much we learn. What type of beer do you have with a? What type of beer would you have with a chicken? Uh, a pilsner, right? Or a, or a session IPA. A light. A light beer. Right. A little darker beer with the pork right. or the beefs. Right. The motor oil beer with the with the <laughs> with, you know the, with the steaks. <laughs> I mean, we could have Rampage Jackson on. You could quiz us on what he said. And great spot. Yeah. I ain't telling you. You put two cooking guys in there for the Fourth of July. Me and you got like the the notepads out, the post-its. Like, all right, glasses on. I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> you never supposed to pay attention more to the DA show than when they're talking food. But uh, food, great spot. beer, and Fourth of July. That's and, all. And that's what together. it's all about. And sports. And, and you guys should enjoy the food and beer safely on the Fourth of July. Uh, have a great weekend. Some of you guys may be on vacation, listening to us as you drive to whatever friend's house, in-laws' house. Maybe you're taking a little road trip with the family. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys uh, for what's been uh, a good, fun sports year. And, you know, we got football season right around the corner. So keep the PGP locked in. Pete, uh, follow you on Twitter. Pete the body. No, uh, just Pete the body. And Pete the How about this? Ditches the CBS. Just goes Pete the body. Sign of things well, to I, come? No, no. Not a sign of things to come. It's actually, I think it's very clever on my part because Pete the body, I was able to get that Twitter handle. I don't know oh. how I was able to just, just, just blank. And and that's something good to have, I think. That's yeah. why I did it. Buy stock in Pete the Body's Twitter account. Pete might be able to sell it off. Soon. There might be another Pete the Body out there that wants it. Hey, uh, right price. I can't. I can't. There might be another Pete the Body out there. I don't know how I top that and end this PGP. Uh, follow me at Baraz CBS, <laughs> and uh, if you want to start bidding on Pete's Twitter handle, he's, right. he's taking taking things here. All right, this is a PGP for this week here, Fourth of July. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. Eat up, drink up. Thanks to Hot Rods Barbecue. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.